It's the testimony of Reverend Cleo Gilmore next on It's in the Word. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. Fellowship, let's go. My testimony is real. program designed to show you that whatever you're going through, whatever problems you may have, the answer and the solution is indeed found in the Word of God. I am your host, Kenyatta the Preacher, and I'm so glad you tuned in. And today we have a special guest on our show. I call him the Miracle Man. Samantha, he is called the Miracle Man. Glory to God. Reverend Cleo Gilmore, welcome to Send the Word. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, Reverend Kenyatta. Doing great. Uh, it's wonderful to be on your show and to uh, talk to you and as well as your listeners. Hey, glory to God. I thank you for coming on and ready to share your testimony. I believe you also got the amazing Grace on the phone. Am I correct? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> for those who don't know, the amazing Grace is the wife of Cleo Gilmore. We call her amazing Grace because she's been amazing. Amazing Grace. <laughs> So, Reverend Cleo, uh, you have an extraordinary story. Extraordinary. So, let's just go right into it. Um, how did it all begin? When did you first notice that things were starting to go wrong? But I, I, I began to have problems uh, as early as the early '90s, and I, I had um, I had some elevated liver enzymes, um, and I had a physician tell me that. That, that it was just normal. There's nothing to worry about. That some people have elevated normal uh, liver enzymes, and so I just took his advice. Okay, now what, two, what, two, what, what yes. is actually elevated liver enzymes? What is what is liver, that? liver enzymes? Your, your your liver has certain enzymes uh -huh. um, that I guess help to to pro, to to uh, to break down your food. Um, to process your food, to metabolize your food. Mm, okay. And if those enzymes are elevated, that can be a sign that something is wrong with your liver. Mm, mm. And there are four um, different enzymes. So virtually all of my enzymes were elevated. I worked at Johnson & Johnson, and I would see certain physicians about our products. Mm -hmm. And he suggested that I go to a friend of his, a specialist of his at Jefferson Hospital, uh, Jefferson University here in, 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 in the Philadelphia area, um, because I was losing, he noticed I was losing some weight, and I didn't even know I was losing the weight. It was very gradual. So I went, and he probably did about 75 different blood tests, and then he told me that I had this rare liver disease. Um, so yeah, he said I had this rare liver disease called primary sclerosis cholangitis, uh, or PSC for short, and there's no cure. And they could try to do some procedures to try to, you know, keep my liver um, viable, as they call it, um, so that I wouldn't need a transplant, but at the worst, I would need a liver transplant. 
and it got to a point where they it, they just weren't helping anymore and they told me I needed to get a liver transplant. Mm. I have a, an uncle who's a physician. He did some research for me and he told me, you know, where you need to go is you need to go out to Pittsburgh. They have like like the number one transplant center in the world. It's called the Starzel Transplant Institute. So I went out there. This was in November of 95. And when I got out, I mean, I was really, really sick. I was really sick. I was yellow. My eyes were a deep yellow. Um, I mean, I looked like I was like death. I really did. Um, Palms of my hands were yellow. Fingernails were yellow. Um, And so... I mean, the doctor, I remember one of the doctors, like, he just couldn't believe I was I had survived that far. Um, they pretty much saved my life. Um, they, yeah. they helped save my life. Yeah. And, um, and they discharged me. They put me on the transplant list. But they told me that the, that the wait time would be like three years. And they didn't think I had three years to wait. So they suggested that while I was on their transplant list, I also go down to Florida uh, and see a doctor who had trained in Pittsburgh years ago. Um, he has started a transplant center in Florida. His name was Dr. Tizakis, and I need to go down there because the wait time is much, much shorter. So I went down there after being discharged. I flew down there. They looked at me for about four hours, evaluated me. They figured they said, yeah, we can put you on the transplant list. You're healthy enough to put on the transplant list. I flew back home the same day. They put me on the transplant list. This was like January of 96. Um, God blessed. And two months later, I got the transplant in March of 96. Hallelujah. So the, yeah. So the Lord blessed. I got the transplant. Um, I mean, it was, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a new life. You know, Amen. you feel like, you know, you have a new life. You literally feel like you are, you, you have a second chance at life. Amen. Now, did it last? The answer is after this. Hi, I'm Amethyst, and today I'll be reading Psalm 67. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, that our way be known upon earth, they sing health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth hear her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Amen. Hi, I'm Amethyst. And I'm Ariel. We're going to show you how to get to heaven. Wait, you're going to show me how to get to heaven? Yes, we're going to show you how to get to heaven. Let me sit down. Shoot your shot. A. Admit that you're a sinner. B. Believe that Jesus died on the cross. And C. Call upon the name of the Lord. Yes, that's it. I'm saved. Hooray! Amen, amen. Now, if you just tuned in, you've been listening to It's in the Word, 
a weekly program designed to show you that whatever you're going through, it can be fixed if you go to the Word of God. And today we have been talking to Reverend Cleo and hearing his extraordinary testimony. And we just left off with how God blessed him with a transplant he so desperately needed. Reverend Cleo, please continue. I got the transplant. The transplant lasted about five years. Then I started having problems again. Mm. Um, the disease can come back. And the disease came back. Mm. So, you know, I mean, that was difficult to swallow. Uh, that was, that was, that was tough. That was really tough. Disease came back. A lot of hospital stays in between. Um, a lot of um, sepsis. I got two or three cases of sepsis where you get bacteria in your blood. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's never a good thing. Um, it, was, it was a lot of hospital visits. A lot. Um, so, so, God blessed you know, I was able to get the second transplant in, uh, in, in Florida as well as two, in 2010. Wow, the second time God came through in your life. Glory to God. But you still wasn't out the woods yet, right? About 2012-13, um, my transplant coordinator, uh, um, who I've had for years, Debbie, Debbie told me that, you know, your, your kidneys are starting to take a toll. Um, the medicine is starting to take a toll on your kidneys because all transplant patients have to take what are called immunosuppressant drugs mm-hmm. um, because a transplant, any organ that goes into your body is like a foreign substance and your immune system will naturally try to kick out a foreign substance. So we have to take immunosuppressant drugs to suppress our immune system so it won't fight off the organ. Um, that's the positive thing that they do, but the negative thing that they do is they affect your kidneys. Yeah. They really negatively affect your kidneys. Um, they're toxic to your kidneys, but you have to take the drugs. They haven't found anything yet that is immunosuppressant that won't hurt your kidneys. So she told me, look, you know, try to start drinking as much water as you can. Just do what you can. Um, but, you know, you can only do but so much. And uh, on the heels of my mom dying, my mother died in 2016. Um, my kidneys eventually gave out in 2017. Oh, I mean, wow. I had to be on dialysis. Yeah. So so the reason I've had to get the kidney the transplant that you're familiar with my kidney transplant is because of all the medications i've had to take since the mid 90s mm-hmm. right but um finally my kidneys just i was trying to stay off the machine stay off of dialysis but finally um you know my doctors were like you know clear you have to go on it you, you can't wait till it's too late because you know it, that can be deadly so right while you're able to, you know, we need to get you on dialysis. Um, I had to do it six days a week, uh, and I did it overnight. So I, when I went to sleep, um, you know, say around eight nine o'clock, I would I would do it. I had to be on the machine for like nine hours. I would do it while I slept, and then I would take it, you know, discharge it in the morning. So I did it like six days a week. Wow, six days a week. That must have been really hard on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was on it two years. That was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's more emotional. Um, it's that's with with both of my transplants. It was more emotional than physical. 
Um, uh-huh. But definitely with the with the kidney, because you you know that you have to be on a machine if you want to live. Exactly. If you don't, if I mean, you know, I had all the power in the world to say, you know what, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Uh-huh. You know, um, I've had relatives who've done that. I had an aunt who did it who said, you know, she was in her mid 80s. She said, look, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And you know, and she she passed. Um, wow. Uh, now, you where know, I, where, I just, where did you yeah, find them? Yeah, no problem. Now, Cleo, as you know, emotional strength is just as important as your physical strength. So how much emotional support did you get and where'd you get it from? I, I wasn't ready to, to just, you know, be a husband for less than three years. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't ready just to be a wife for, for less than three years. Amen. You know, Aww. I think even Grace said that. It's like, Cleo, you know, you, you're going to get this. You're going to get this. You know, I, I'm not trying to be a... a, a uh, you know, uh, uh, a, uh, a wife for just three years. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, you're right. I mean, and you know, when you look at that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a husband, and we're trying to have a life together. You know, I, I can't. Uh, I got to get this kid. You know, that's that's where it kind of stems from. I, I have to get this. Now, yeah. Amazing Grace, how did you get yes. the strength to continue <laughs> to be as strong as you are? Well, I would. Uh, I tell you. Um, I really had to um, have faith and just de- uh, depend on and lean on God, really. Mm-hmm. Um, when he mentioned um, it's really emotional, it's also emotional for the spouse as well, because you going, you know, even though I wasn't the one on dialysis, um, <clears throat> I still went through that, you know, those emotional uh, turmoils along with him, because to see him go through that, you know, you don't want to see a loved one you know, suffering and going through um, something like that, you know, seeing him on dialysis day and I seeing him sick. And the day that he was sick, what happened was um, I was scheduled to be off the next day. But when he got sick and, you know, terribly sick, I switched the day to take off that day instead so I could take him to the hospital. Amen. So it's um, it was um, like I had like I said, I had to really um, it, it's uh, very emotional. It's very scary as well. Um but I just kept praying and, and asking God to, you know, to just uh, intervene and uh, heal his body. And, and, and that's what he did. He, he brought him through it. Amen. And I tell him Amen. before, um, I said, I don't know how you, you know, I know he got through it by the grace of God. But I said, Lord, I said, I, I told him before, I said, I don't know if I can go through all this like you <laughs> did. But, yeah. you know, I know, you know, that's just the human side of me talking. But I know having faith in God, I know, I, you know, we can get through anything. Amen. So he's a, he's really a... Um, He's a trooper, and he, he he went through it, and he 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 inspires me really. He really Amen. inspired. He's a testament, a testimony for me Sounds after good. seeing everything that he went through. Hallelujah! More with Reverend Cleo right after this. The Word of God says that God did not give us the spirit of fear. Good evening, Jacksonville. This is Keanu Preacher Jr. with some words of wisdom. In this time of the pandemic, people are fearful and they don't know what to do. However, the answer is in the Word of God. Word of God. For the Word of God says that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God is the one who's making you fearful. That's the devil. And if you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ residing in you, then you're going to succumb to the devil's tricks. Thankfully, God provides a way for us to receive him. For those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Invite Jesus into your life so that you won't be fearful of anything. 
and so that you may have eternal life in heaven. Amen. Right now we're talking with Reverend Cleo and we're seeing how God has blessed him throughout his life. Hey Miracle Man, please continue. Hey, um, <laughs> well, it, it truly was a miracle. It's, I, I call it a miracle on top of a miracle. Um, I mean, I know you know about, uh, and I got to give a shout out to uh, to our pastor, Pastor uh, Pastor Bullock. Amen. Um, Amen. Uh, Pastor Chris Rallen Bullock um, and his lovely wife, uh, First Lady Bullock, um, they gave me the opportunity to tell my story to the congregation twice, um, as you recall. Uh, uh, they allowed me to talk as well as for, for Grace to, to address the congregation. Um, and at that time, it was it was really believed by my medical team that I would probably have to get a living donor transplant. Because of all of the prior transplants I had, that built up a number of antibodies. And so they thought that the best possible match for me would probably come from some type of living donor versus a deceased donor. So that kind of amped up the, the anxiety, if you will, for me, because you know, to try to find a living donor... Um, People might want to give you a kidney, but that's asking a lot for to ask somebody to give you a kidney, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't even really know how to address the congregation with that, you know, and really I just said to myself, well, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not asking any specific person. I, I'm just telling them my plight, telling them my situation. And actually three or four people actually responded to me that uh, they, they wanted to donate. And one, one gentleman, um, the, 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 that Sunday that I did it, he had already called to 
one of the uh, facilities that I was looking at getting the transplant to see what he needed to do that that very day. So, you know, it's some some wonderful, wonderful um, uh, people we have at Canaan, um, congregants at Canaan, loving people at Canaan. A shout out to Canaan Baptist Church and, and to our pastor. But that's why it's really like a miracle on top of a miracle, because today I got a call for the transplant. Debbie told me that it was actually from a deceased donor mm. that actually, I mean, the chances of a deceased donor were like a needle in a haystack. Yeah. But it was a deceased donor. So unfortunately, someone lost their life. I did not know them, but it, you know, but I was really concerned about someone that I knew having to give up a kidney or perhaps and that didn't really feel right to me, even though I knew I would receive, take it, obviously, if, if that was a blessing. But it actually came from a deceased donor. Debbie called me. Debbie Debbie Sears is her name. She's my coordinator. She called like um, 8.30 in the morning, April the 6th, and said, Cleo, we believe we may have a kidney for you. Wow. Now, um, we're not sure yet if it's, uh, it has to go through some tests first to see if there's any type of a, of a match. And we won't know, they call, it, they call it a cross match. We won't know the final cross match until you, you're actually here. So it looks good, but we can't tell you for sure if you're going to get it until you get here. So... What she recommended that I do is get off the phone, call the airlines, or call United Airlines, get a flight um, for that afternoon, um, get down there by 9, 9.15 in the evening, 9.30, um, which is what I did. I, I had to pack. I packed for like uh, two months um, because that's how long you're there. Well, I, I thought I was going to just be there for six weeks, um, so I probably packed for like six weeks. I ended up being there for, for 10 weeks. Um Immediately, you know, uh, Grace, you know, Grace uh, uh, told her, look, I got to go. I'm going today. Um, I need you to just, you know, you come the next day, depending on if I get this thing. Because I don't know if I'm going to get the kidney or not. But I have to get down there. Got on the plane that afternoon. American Airlines flew down there uh, to Fort to the Fort Lauderdale Airport. Um, you know, of course, got an Uber, got there around 9.30 p.m., and for the next two and a half hours, I was in the emergency room praying that I got this kidney. But believing God that, you know, I'm at this, I mean, all through the flight, I'm like, Lord, I, I know I have this. I know I have this. I just don't believe I'm going to go all the way down here for nothing. I just don't believe I'm going to go all the way down here for nothing. I mean, it, it, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a interesting time, you know, on that plane and praying the Lord to the Lord, Lord, you know, I believe this is it. Lord, I really believe this is it. Uh, and then around 12 midnight, um, I'm still in it. I'm still, you know, I got my bags and everything. Uh, I get a call and they told me that it was what's called a negative cross match, uh, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, that means that, 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 that you know, they, that uh, nothing will, I don't have anything in my body that will um, reject the new kidney. So it was a negative cross match. Uh, and I, you know, I was just shouting in the emergency room. I remember uh, one of the nurses, uh, you know, I told her I was a Christian. She said, I'm a Christian too. And the Lord is going to bless you today. And, you know, we're, we're conversating. This is on the way down to the emergency, I mean, to the operating room. Mm -hmm. um, 
and um, you know they're asking certain questions. You know, you're not allergic to this. You know, different things and so forth. Uh-huh. Um, then I was introduced to the surgeon, Doctor Ebay. Um, his name I forget his first name, but his last name was Ebay. And he's like, look, you know, um, we'll probably can do this probably in a couple hours. Um, you know, you'll be fine. You know, he's such and such. And, and then I just remember the last thing is, look, you know, before you put the, uh, give me the anesthesia, you know, we, we, we have to pray. You know, we, we got to pray. So we all uh, held awesome. hands and, uh, and I prayed. That's what you and did. And God you had know? his way. God had and, his yeah, way. And, Hallelujah. And, yeah. Miracle, yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that's even emotional, you know. Yeah. it's very emotional. Um, uh, I, you know, I knew that the person, you know, the person who passed away, he was, he was young. He was very young. Um, I think he was in his twenties, and he actually had a brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. you know, uh, so, that's so emotional. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting emotional now. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you think about. The family that lost a loved one, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, Reverend Kenyatta, I want to just, um, just uh, give a word of advice. Like any of your listeners that may be listening, um, situations like this, um, trans- if you get a call for a transplant, I, I would just say it's best to be prepared and ready to go for when they, that call comes through. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, is you're not ready. Like if Cleo wasn't ready, if he, if he had missed that call somewhere, he would have missed that kidney yeah. and it would have went to someone else. But I'm just saying like, if the call comes through and you, you you know, that you answer that call, be prepared to pack your bag and go because yeah. that kidney yeah. I remember you, can go yeah. just that quick to someone else. I remember you were saying right. that you already got the bags packed. This was before when I was telling you in, in the service, <laughs> yeah. you said you got yeah. the bags packed. <laughs> But, but Cleo, you know what's interesting? Just listening to your testimony, and uh, as the Word of God says, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of the testimonies. Blood of the Lamb and the Word of their testimonies go together hand in hand. It appears yes. that somebody died that you may live. Isn't that interesting? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Just like Jesus died that we may live. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I appreciate you taking this time, calling in, and giving me your testimonies. And um, my last question for you today is, did you finish your daughter's doll house? <laughs> oh, man. Man, don't, oh, man. Please, please, man. Don't, don't, bring, don't bring, no, I have not finished my doll house. <laughs> well, with that being said, Reverend Cleo, can you please pray us out? Okay. All right. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you, God, for uh, Reverend Kenyatta and for his lovely wife, um, Samantha. Lord, I thank you, God, for how you blessed them with uh, this radio, with the radio um, programs, God, and, and, and being able to um, spread the good news over the airwaves. I thank you, God, for the listeners that have come on. I pray, Father, today that someone has been strengthened and encouraged, God, that despite um, what is going on in their life that all they have to do is just have this the, the, um, faith this the size of a grain of mustard god it's, it's not easy i don't want to pretend today god that i was just i my faith never wavered no my faith has wavered from time to time it, it has um but you, 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 uh, but to just still re- remain steadfast and still believe you might have one bad day but don't make it two bad days in a row and the next day you just get up with all the vim 
vigor and vitality, knowing that you are able to do all things but fail. And you can heal, and I, I'm an example. There may be somebody out there today, God, I don't know what they have, cancer, lupus, muscular sclerosis, um, heart disease, diabetes, lung disease, whatever it is, God. That, Lord, give them a will to live. That That is so much, and that, that, that's a, a large part of it in itself. It's just having the will to live, that that can sustain you, just the will to live and to trust and believe in your will for their life and to, and trust and believe that you can do anything, anything, God. And so, Lord, we just stand believing uh, on this line tonight, God, just believing, God, that you are going to do what it is you need to do for the listeners that are listening out there um, this evening, God. So we thank you in advance. We thank you, God, for Reverend Kenyatta. We thank you, God, for his wife. Lord, we thank you, God, for our church, Canaan Baptist Church, our pastor, Reverend um, Christopher Allen Bullock, pastor, Reverend Dr. Christopher Allen Bullock and his wife. We just thank you, God, for how you have been a blessing in all of our lives. And, gee, and I thank you, Father. Last but not least, leaving the best for last, God, I thank you, God, for my partner, uh, for my wife, Grace. God, I thank you, Father, how she's been there, Father, for me. And I thank you, God, and I pray that everyone has um, a partner um, like I have uh, through thick and thin that they are there. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Amen.